2: We're filming, I jump in the car with Kelly, and uh, it's me and Kelly and somebody, and I don't know why, but I think I had just been, I was just like dirt bagging it, dude. I was like <laughs> on couches, like I probably wasn't like honestly all that clean, but my <laughs> shoes were really, my shoes are really gnarly and not smelling that great. And, <laughs> and <laughs> Kelly was like, what the fuck is that? What is that? Like, Chad, are those your shoes? And I was like, oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean- and he's like, "No, fuck that, dude. Fuck that. You're get, you get get rid of them." And he took my shoes and he just flung them out the window to like <laughs> towards towards the trash can over there. Yeah. Like at, at the little car park, right? And he's like, "I got shoes for you. Fuck those shoes. We're out of here." He just flung them. <laughs> the
3: Welcome to Surf Stories the podcast brought to you by the Florida Surf Film Festival. I'm your host, John Brooks. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Kevin Miller. Good to be here, John. And we are coming to you today from Atlantic Center for the Arts in beautiful New Summer Beach, Florida, uh, which is the home of the Florida Surf Film Festival. And speaking of the festival, can't do it without our sponsors, so I just want to say thanks to Monster Energy, Rourke Apparel, Globe Footwear, uh, Yeti provides all our beverage containment needs, uh, Advent Health, um, as long as our our media partners uh, Surfline dot com and the Bible of our sport, the Surfers Journal, uh, any um, historical historical needs, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Any historical references uh, are uh, borne out by the Encyclopedia of Surfing, Matt Warshaw's great site. You know what I drank last night? What's that? A Matt Warshaw Manhattan. Oh, nice. Two, nice.
1: I actually got the recipe from him. Two ounces of, you know, bourbon. We go one ounce of vermouth. He likes to uh, throw some bitters in there, of course, and shake it up. Throw a little Luxardo cherry on that and uh, pour it over a nice little ice cube and you're your gold. It was delicious. Nice.
3: I can remember looking for Luxardo cherries the last time Matt was here for the festival. Yeah, exactly. Unsuccessfully, unfortunately. But, um, but, yeah, so thanks to all those folks. And... uh Thank you for uh, joining us here at the podcast. Uh, we got a special treat for you today. Today's guest is Chad Campbell. Uh, Chad is uh, a bit of a renaissance man from the big island of Hawaii. No doubt. Um, I think it might be easier to list what he doesn't do than what he <laughs> does do, but I'll, I'll take a shot. He's, he's a director. He's an editor, producer, camera operator. Um, he's a yoga instructor. He's certified by the United States Coast Guard to run 50-ton ships. Um, he started the Kona Surf Film Festival in early 2000s. Um, you forgot musician and rapper. That's right. That's right. Rapper and musician. So yeah, I mean, Chad is uh, in every way a creative. He likes to spread
1: the love, obviously through creative processes, but this is one of which
3: we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, back in uh, 2000, 2001, Chad made um, a great surf movie called The Fifth Symphony Document, Um, You, anybody that has listened to the podcast before um, knows we use music from that film um, as our kind of our interlude music between segments. And uh, it's really just a phenomenal story about uh, a guy who at the time was a server uh, waiter at the chart house uh, on Kona uh, in Hawaii And then decided, I think I'll make a surf film and ended up making the best surf film of 2001, Uh, won the Surfer Pole Award that year for for best movie and continues. Shocking. Yeah.
1: Not really shocking. It was beautiful. But how how it happened is absolutely a great story. And you're going to hear that today.
3: Yeah. And we we get some great anecdotes along the way um, of uh, his travels with Kelly Slater and Shane Dorian, uh, Eddie Vedder. Don't, I don't want to spoil them all, but, no. uh, anyways, yeah, it's good stuff. We're stoked to have Chad here, and so we're going to get into story time. Let's do it. I, I don't have anything to add. I just wanted to maybe say that your beard is
1: coming in very nicely. And I know <laughs> that at the fire station, you're allowed to have it now. So I just thought I'd give you ultimate, you know, it, with your tan and oh, your gray thanks, hair. Man. Thanks. It looks fabulous. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, well, you're welcome.
3: You're welcome.
2: Hey, Russian man. but yeah i mean we're stoked in our part but you know there's other people's shelter came out was the shelter no um what's the other one thicker
1: than water thicker than water, water? Thicker thicker than than water. water
2: yeah. so thicker than water it was funny when i was filming fifth simp i was like almost done filming we were about to start editing Thicker Than Water came out, and I was like, damn it! <laughs> this is the movie I wanted to make. Although, I think ours has, just as far as, like, ours has, like I said, it has this, like, it's so authentic because we were so innocent about it's grit. making the film. It's yeah. You have you know? the grit. Yeah, and Thicker Than Water still had that polish on it that, that mm-hmm. came with being Jack Johnson and Chris Malloy, and, you know, yeah. and Emmett Malloy, you know, so in a sense like our our uh our innocence and our lack of of uh I'm not going to call it pretentious I guess I'll call it pretentiousness our lack of that you know really helped make make that film what it is it gave it that vibe you know and, which I think speaks to a lot of people
3: yeah yeah so, definitely yeah. does and and for me cuz see I I saw I saw Fifth Symphony first before I saw oh, okay. Thicker Than Water and before yeah, I yeah. saw Litmus so oh. for me maybe I'll say it was it changed my genre.
1: That makes a lot right. of sense now that you say that.
3: Because yeah, I I saw your movie first before okay. I saw this other. Right, right. Cool. And so that yeah, and like yeah. for me like I I still to this day the the opening the very opening scene of, Amen. Uh, yeah. of the shoes crunch the rock. Yeah, the opening's right. pretty dope. I that's I'm the, I'm proud that's of that. It's the best totally. opening to any surf film yeah. ever. In my opinion.
1: We're gonna yeah. call this episode super fanboy episode with Kevin and John.
3: <laughs>
2: right I well, I appreciate it. Like I said. <laughs> oh,
1: no, that's cool, mate. So you got it together. You made it happen. One of the few who wasn't a filmmaker by trade at all. And you and you said, I'm gonna go out and do this. So let's start with uh rounding up who you're gonna film and when. Is it just a phone call? Let's let's talk about that.
2: So yeah, I mean, do you so do you guys want to hear like the one specific story or you want me to like, now I, we're going, now we're going down the fifth symphony road. I know the so it's rabbit hole. Up, it's, it's up to you.
1: It could go like, we could go deep. But what I think I want to know is as a filmmaker, you're coordinating basically days to shoot <clears throat> on the big Island at first. And then you're like, okay, yeah. now I'm going to King Island or wherever okay. it may be. Yeah.
2: yeah tell so us I mean, about that. Like, honestly, you know, I was, I think at that time when I started filming, I was I was probably 19, almost 20. And I was just I was just like your very standard surf bum kid. I was working at the chart house, like waiting waiting tables and, you know, surfing every day and whatever, partying, hanging out and just, you know. But I was always like I always really loved surf cinema. I really loved, you know, all the Jack McCoy films are epic you know he's got he's definitely carved his own little spot in in surf cinema cinema especially right yeah um and i always love that you know one of the main things that i love the characters and i love the sense of adventure of his films so i was like man i in my mind i was like i love taylor Steele's films we who doesn't love that you know that surf hype stuff but i was like man i just i miss that old. i miss that like Surf movie experience. So I was like, it'd be cool. Here's how it started. I'm waiting tables. I'm surfing every day, and I'm thinking, it'd be pretty cool to make a surf movie. It'd be, (laughs) that'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool to do. I was like, fuck. I don't know. I could, why not? Like, then I started thinking, okay, I'm going to make a surf movie. We have, we have a ton of great surfers on Big Island. Maybe I'll make a rad little movie about some, you know, interesting characters that are on the Big Island at well And we'll see what happens i don't know and maybe we can maybe we can screen it up at the theater up up the road you know a theater yeah and that's literally how it started um so i went research cameras i had saved up a little money got like you know at that time it was digital video tape um mini dv so i wasn't quite you know super early um <laughs> yeah it was mini dv is a canon gl2 i think they called it and uh i got one of those and literally i just started i just started filming like my friends who surf good and but 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 even then i was trying to get the angle or get an interesting you know perspective on the waves or you know i would interview them on weird shit like at that time weird shit for surf movies like what what's your favorite you know i don't know who's your favorite philosopher or whatever you know i was I was like a pseudo-intellectual as a kid, too. Um, I thought I was all smarty pants or something. <laughs> so, you know, I started doing that and just started compiling this footage, but I didn't know how to – I didn't I had no idea how to edit. At that time, I I probably had a – I don't know if I had a computer of my own, actually. I don't think I did. Um, but so I just started literally asking around, hey, do you know anybody who does video, or edit, edits video, who knows how to edit video? I would – there was a, like the local TV station had, uh, you could go down there and sign up and go in and edit on their little system. Oh, wow. Which was, yeah. Which was, I, I never ended up going down there cause I met Andy Carlson. Okay. We, he's from big Island as well, but we went to different high schools and we never, we sort of knew each other from like, from afar. Yeah. Um, but I, so people are like, Andy just got back from school and he's like, it, I think it's digital media was his, you know, major or whatever. So anyway, I hit him up and yeah, he was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to make a certain movie too. So I was like, cool. And um, so we just kind of started going and, you know, it was, I was always like the director. Um, it was always my movie, but it was, he definitely had a gigantic uh, influence on the movie and did a ton of work, um, you know, as well. So we started doing it and yeah, we were just filming whoever, but then you know, we started making these kind of cool edits and we, I was already friends with Shane and Conan. Um, and even like Kelly at that time, cause Slater and all those guys and, uh, Taylor would come to big Island and come and film with Shane.
3: Yeah. Um, they'd, so they'd always come for Shane's con- uh, like grom contest. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think that must've just started. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was going on. So we, we knew all those guys, you know, and, uh, and um so we started making these pretty cool edits of our friends and shane and that made shane more like oh let's go film instead of just like oh you know yeah. whatever yeah um and again so the whole fifth symphony story like it's a if you're to break down all the little things happen it's kind of a long story but it i think our innocence our enthusiasm and we did make some cool stuff and it just started the whole thing started just snowballing slowly but surely you know we got we got some like we got like one insane session at this right with shane and cut it together into like a two minute piece and taylor was like this is pretty sick you guys you could probably be something more than just you know going going up to the theater he's all that that
1: slabby section there mm -hmm. on that shallow
2: yeah okay yeah um and for that time you know that was real gnarly (laughs) nowadays nowadays it's like minor like everybody's surfing that kind of wave i guess but
3: there's like 10 year old kids surfing that stuff now (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) so um i guess you know yeah it was like this it was one of those things where we did we'd straight up just pulled the trigger i was still working at the time but we 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 were doing it and my goal was to put it up in theater but then it sort of just, we got lucky and then we got lucky again and then we got lucky again and we knew the right people and it was the right time. Like everybody, all of us yes. surfers were kind of like, all right, yeah, Josh Palmer's sick, Taylor's sick, like next guy's sick. Yeah, these are all like great, but what, what you know, it, that part was also luck, you know, that we were, I just feel like very fortunate, like it's a good movie but it was right time, right place, knew the right people all those things it wasn't only that we made some epic movie you know <laughs> sure sure i do a, like the music though a lot well yeah, yeah i mean that's, that's, a, that's a whole yeah
1: discussion to it i mean just coordinating all that sounds like it wasn't as much uh full of effort and phone calls and all that but it was more effortless in the uh, sense that you just kind of let it come and then also did have to get down and make some effort to get some
2: I mean, we definitely, we definitely put the effort in, but it didn't, um, it didn't feel like effort, I guess. Yeah. Does that make sense mm-hmm. at the time? Like, yeah, we definitely did put the work in, especially – here's where it got harder is when Taylor – so what happened was is it, Taylor was like, hey, this actually could be a, a really cool movie. You guys obviously have something going on. Let me help you get some sponsorship. And all this – he was doing – he started a distribution, distribution company – And so he was like, and I'll distribute it. So then we had all this pressure, not all this pressure, but then we had a little bit of pressure. We were just like, oh shit. We're (laughs) actually like, we're actually doing this now. So um, that's when, you know, we were really charging it and had like a bigger goal. And it was funny though. I look back, I'm like, dude, I ran with one camera. I didn't have a backup camera. Like (laughs) even on that session at King Island, my batteries were like failing and I was just like <laughs> stressing on the beach. Like, no. <laughs> so it's like, it, like, I, it was very amateur. <laughs> the whole thing, you know, it was very amateur and very, uh, but it, but it worked, you know, and it, Oh my God, dude, we, we cut like 35 minutes of the movie and the computer crashed oh,
0: like with, oh.
2: with no backups. Uh-oh. No, nothing. And then this is actually a pretty funny like story. So, <laughs> so I'm I realize now I was kind of like I kind of was like hard on Andy because it was in my mind. This is my movie. You're you know you're assistant director, and yes <laughs> you have you have input. But and he that guy worked his ass off. You know and he just fucking does great work. But at that time I was like this is my movie, dude. And come on like but i didn't know what i was doing i didn't know how to edit so i was like (laughs) over his shoulder like no 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 i would never i would never work like andy worked i would never work like that now ever so (laughs) props to andy but so so uh yeah we're like 35 minutes in i go home like i was like staying living at his house um his parents had like a kind of like a side house, like a ohana we call it Uh and we were living in there cutting this movie so we were living together drinking tea, like, just staying up all night. Like, it was a pretty cool, fun uh, time. And then, I don't know, I went home, I left or whatever, and he calls me, and he literally leaves. I got the voicemail. I don't have it still, but he was like, uh, bro, some <laughs> got some really bad news. And we had, like, a deadline. We had, like, a deadline for the first premiere, and it was in – first, pre- very first premiere was in California. Oh, did we do? We did, like, a pre-premiere in – kona i can't remember how it went down anyway we had a deadline we had like a yeah. serious deadline and you know this is 2000 2001 and computers aren't all that great at the time i guess and sure. anyway he calls me he's like computer crash i can't i don't know what everything's gone everything's gone I was, just oh, like, no. I was like fuck off so then i i call I, like i'm calling him back and he's not answering he's not answering it's like 10 hours later and we're on like a three-day deadline at this point and and he and he's like sorry bro i just i was so depressed that i just got drunk <laughs> oh, <laughs> which is something God. i would do uh, but, but he but yeah. he did but we but somehow he called mac and he was but somehow by some miracle he got it back and then oh. yeah and then we were able to make it and we pulled it off and kind of funny though super funny to think about it now
3: Nice. And, and where, uh, I've always wanted to ask this question. Where's the name come from?
2: Yeah, that's funny. Right. So literally like we didn't have a name at all, not even like a working title. And so I just started, I started, uh, anything that like was catching to my ear. I was just writing it down. There's a little name with where's pro- a list with probably like, I don't know, like 50 different random titles. Um, document, obviously want to make it, I, the title sort of came out of the universe i'll call it but nice in a way but not really i mean we document to me was always like we're making a this is a this is like a record of surfing right now so it's a document sure. and fifth sim beethoven's fifth is kind of that very um it's the most recognizable i would it, one of the most recognizable pieces of classical music you know like even if you don't and i don't i'm no classical music uh expert by any stretch of the imagination but um that that uh that piece is recognizable to a lot of people because it's heard a lot it's just out there a lot so i was like maybe that'll give us some mojo or something and just it just sounds catchy fifth symphony document you know like yeah that was it so there there was sort of some thought put into it but not a whole we sort of just let it ride that way nice nice yeah
1: that's perfect. I, I wanted to ask, too, that, you know, you're on the Big Island. You got to get to King Island. It costs money. I'm an accountant yeah. by trade. Uh, everybody's going to get tired of hearing that. But <laughs> you uh, you want to know as somebody who, who thinks that whoever's making a surf movie out there has a lot of money and their dad probably gave him money for a camera and they're yeah. out filming us all with, you know, company-backed, all this, you know, yeah. wealth or something. But really, it was really all the chart house tips or whatever it's coming yeah, from. Whoa. And then Andy, of course, with some equipment, but then you got to get to King Island and you got to yeah. get Eddie Vedder there. I mean, I'm sure Eddie yeah. goes on his own, but tell yeah. us how that unfolded.
2: Yeah. So, you know, well, first of all, I am super lucky over here on big. Island. like, I'm, I'm, I'm not from money, but I'm also never been, you know, my parents are, I have a epic uh, infrastructure growing up, especially, you know? And so, um, but yes, I was working at Charter House, which we were actually for a ni- for a 19-year-old, i I was killing it. Yeah. You know, I'd go to work at four o'clock and be off at 10 o'clock and be making like a hundred bucks a night in tips, two thousand. And oh, I was, wow. yeah, I was I was like for me, I was ki- I was like rolling in it for me. <laughs> um although I never really liked to work all that much, so I would <laughs> i would take off as <laughs> much as I could. But no, I was working um and just saving up that money and um and Uh, yeah. Andy definitely helped out. He had the equipment already. Um, and then he's that, do you remember that coming to Ezekiel? Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. So, uh, Ezekiel jumped on board as a main sponsor and they gave us a little chunk of money. I think it was 10, it was 10 grand.
3: Um, yeah. So,
2: you know, for me to take a couple trips and Andy to take a couple trips, um, and that was our budget. Like, I guess I'll call it $10,000. Um, which is enough for a couple of plane tickets and right. to bum around. And, you know, we were, again, we were just super lucky. Uh, Greg Browning, who now is a filmmaker and who yep. used to be in all of uh, uh, Taylor Steele movies and is in Fifth Symphony a lot, actually. Um, but he, he almost like took on a role as like a producer without, without, um, without taking that title. I like nowadays, now, now that I know better, I would definitely produce by Greg Browning for sure because okay. he just you know he knew everybody and he's such a nice guy i don't know if you guys ever met him but he's like the he's just the coolest dude yeah and he knew everybody in the industry so he like really like got us a sponsorship brought me to australia i was like just sleeping on the couch wherever i guess his sponsors were t- paying for it. i don't know i don't ever remember paying for like you know the room or whatever so king island same thing like kelly just invited us and we ended up just crashing i think we maybe chipped in on wherever we were staying but it was like we got a lot of um we got helped out a lot i think maybe because we were we're again we were so like just green filmmakers just hoping for the best but we had these rad little edits that um you know that people had seen like you know all the all the people that we wanted to see they saw them kelly and you know um joe curran really helped a lot because we him and i became really good friends over the course of that Whole filmmaking project, and you know, he's connected to Tom and just knew a bunch of people too. Taylor, we just, sure. we again, we were just, we didn't, the money wasn't super necessary because we were so lucky to, you know, f- to fall in with who we were with and the time again. And we were just, man, we were just, just fortunate, uh, yeah. honestly. I mean, so, yeah,
0: you
1: know, coming from, again from a planner who like, has to have everything kind of, you know, set up and planned. That would be a nightmare scenario for me. If somebody said, <laughs> hey, do you want to go make a movie over the next two years and not have really any planner budget? I'd be like, you're crazy. That's not how it works. And yeah. you did exactly the opposite, and you made one of the best movies I've ever seen, you know, f- oh, from a certain thank- standpoint, obviously.
2: Thank you. Yeah, it's a trip. Um, dude, I don't – I'm <laughs> – <laughs> I'm the worst planner. I'm like the worst. That's basically like why my, my, all my romantic relationships don't really work out too well, um, amongst other things. But yeah, I'm just like, I'm really, I'm not, I'm not the best planner. And at that time I was, you know, it was 20 years ago. I was even less, I think. And I was just like,
1: Oh, thank god I you're would... not a good planner honestly if you were a good planner the movie wouldn't have turned out anywhere yeah. near as good and it just that's just how it is
2: you have that oh, talent thank you but also though you know going into it so in a sense in a sense i didn't want it to be planned you know like there were things that i had to i had to organize and i had to make i i did try my best to make happen and some of them happened some of them didn't but Um, I knew going in there that I just wanted to, I wanted to just capture as many of the stories and the, and the experiences and the places that I could. And then I, I, and I knew this is how it was going to be. And I, and then at the end, I wanted to lay it all out and, and see what we had and then start making the connections. And I was staying with Joe Curran in Santa Barbara and whatever, I guess it, so 2001, we won, which was August, I think we cut it in let's say spring of 2001, you know, I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. That's what it was. was Cause we got that, that Rincon footage of Tom Curran and Joe Curran. Yeah. Yeah. That's his synth. Yeah. Okay. Um, that footage is like in, it's like, it was like a really weird swell in like May. So it's, yeah. Uh, and we got that. That was like the last footage we captured. And so right after that I was in Santa Barbara and i was at some coffee shop and i i have it somewhere um i'll send it to you guys if you want but i have like basically like a mind map and it's yeah. on a sounds yeah. like a, sounds cheesy now cuz no, is what I all these that. fucking stories are but it's a mind map on a uh, on a napkin like a folded out napkin yeah and it's a mind map of fifth synth, you know and i did it at some cafe just hanging out just kind of like okay this is what i this is what we have This could go here. This could go here. This connects to here, you know. And um, so, that's I knew the non-plan in a way was a plan. I guess I'll say I know I knew we didn't have a plan. I just wanted to go out, get as much stuff as we could with with certain people and see and see what we had. And then that
1: is that is a plan, but it's I like that. Yeah,
2: Yeah. exactly. And so, uh, yeah, just. Lucky! Luckily, we got a bunch of good stuff.
1: <laughs> How did you know it was a hit? When when did you see it with oh. people? And when when was the best you know moment of
2: that whole? That's a process? good question. You know, like I think, I think, I think, even 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 as towards the end of editing, we were like, "This is pretty cool." Like we were pretty <laughs> stoked on it. Yeah. But again, we were just like. We're stoked! Like yeah. dude, this, is, I'm pumped. Um, there is a couple of moments, I guess. You know, we did we did this kind of like random premiere with uh Jason Bennett, who he's in the movie and he owns Chem- Chemistry Surfboards now. Yeah. yeah, he's the dude. That guy's so freaking cool too. He's just one of those guys. Like, that guy's the man. Yeah. Um, so him and I became friends um, through that whole filming um, process and they had this, they, in Oceanside, they have this little Mexican restaurant called Johnny Mignanas that those guys hang out at and go and eat Mexican food. And we did this tiny little premiere. We just hooked up like four or five TVs to it. And we had a keg, I think we ate Mexican food. And it was just like, I was like, oh, the movie's actually like, this is done. Like we're watching it and people are stoked, you know? So that, that was one moment where I was just like, it was real, like, you know, it was really rootsy and really, you know, again, not pretentious. And just a rad little Mexican restaurant. We're drinking Coronas. And I was like, this is sick. I'm pumped. And
3: Night then,
2: up. uh yeah, there was that moment. The 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 Surfer Pole Award thing was like so – I was so baffled. I, I,
1: Were you really? I got to know. Oh, what, my God. That had I, to be – go ahead.
2: I was just like – so what happened was, is, um, so Cassia is in that movie, right? So Cassia and I went to the surfer poles together and they, we walked in and it was me and Cassia and Andy and a couple of our friends. And they were like, Hey, hey, Chad, no, we got a table for you down here. And I was just like, <laughs> Oh, I literally was just like, Oh, cool. I, all right. Like I thought, cause we knew Shane or something like yeah. I had, I was just like, all right, rad. And we're sitting there, you know, we're all just hanging. I just literally no, I was like, no fucking way. I, I didn't. It didn't even cross my mind, to be who, honest. Who
1: were you up against?
2: That's a good question. That year. Okay, I'll I'll put it this way though. Thicker, I'm pretty sure Thicker Than Water won the year before.
3: Okay. So we yes, weren't I, like I think,
2: we, I think we Shelter
3: was 2001.
2: We were up against Shelter. That's yep. right.
3: Yep. That's
2: right, we were up against Shelter. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to be a hater right now, but no, fucking, yeah, but no, sur- no. I just feel mean, good. Surfer is epic, but it's also su- it's political. It is like I'm. It, it is or it was. It's fucking sur. It's surfing it industry.
0: It's, it's surfing. It's a surf yeah.
2: industry. It's like I'm super stoked on surfer pole, and we won that and all that stuff. But I guess my point is is had had Malloy not won the year before. Mm they would have gave it to him, I think, because it's just, yeah. I like don't know about that. Hey, listen, it was,
1: I don't know if they have I, yeah, control. I don't, don't want to sound
2: like a hater. I don't want to sound like a hater. Not uh, at all.
1: But the readers were voting at that time, I think, yeah, right. Maybe even online.
2: Yeah, maybe. I, I honestly don't remember. I, I just, I do remember just being like completely just like, what uh, we're nominated. Oh, sick.
0: Exactly. And then
2: oh, I think we knew we were nominated. I, bro, I honestly don't remember. I don't remember how it all went down. I remember just being completely baffled that we won won the video of the year, to be <laughs> so honest. When,
3: so when they announced it, you had no idea. No,
2: no yeah. idea. <laughs> even even after they gave us the good table down near the front, I was just like
3: <laughs>
2: Yeah, it was uh it was Matt George who was running surfer at the time, I think. And he's like, Hey, and I knew him through Shane again and through those guys. He was like, come down, come, we got a table down here for you. And I was like, oh, really? Okay, rad. <laughs> cool. Like, again, it was that same sense of uh, innocence, honestly, that I look back now that I'm a jaded, you know, 43-year-old. <laughs> I'm not, I'm a little jaded, maybe not, not too jaded. But um, yeah, it was like very surprising, super stoked. And uh, yeah, it was, but more surprising than anything,
3: that's um, awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And well, I, I and think too, like, but
1: also, yeah, go ahead, John.
3: I was just going to say, one one of the things I think that really shines through in the film is that kind of innocent um, enthusiasm like you talk about and the fact that, like, by the time the Malloys, uh got around to producing Shelter in 2001, like, it was such a, f- like, finely produced kind of oh, Hollywood-esque yeah um, you know, production and Emmett, you know, working in Hollywood. It's, yeah. it's obvious why that is, but that was one of the things that I always like on the on the I can't remember if it's on the cover or no, it's on the back side of the of the cover of Fifth Symphony on the VHS cover, it says a, a movie about surfers. And I think it's like a movie about yep. surfers, dot dot dot. And I always wanted to say it should say by surfers too, because it yeah. was it was clear to me that um, you want me to I, read it to you? Cause I got it. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> there you go. So yeah. Fifth Symphony document, a movie about surfers and all these photos, these, these photos on here are uh, Joe Curran. Yeah. I think Joe Curran and then a couple by my friend Hodge. Um, this is funny. Cause these are slides. Just all these, these are, Hey Hodge. Sorry. I took his, <laughs> yeah. I took his box of slides and, uh, and they never gave them back. <laughs> <laughs> and he still like roused me about it, but this is a Joe Current photo. This is King Island right here. Oh
3: wow! Oh, that's, that's cool. Cool. And uh,
2: and you know, at the time we were when we were de- you know designing the cover, and uh there was a there was an art guy designing the cover, but um, he's like, why don't you just use a wave and make it more uh, anonymous? I was like, looks pretty sick, and I'm so pumped that it's just a wave. So, yeah, like it, it it kind of it really matches like our whole, you know our whole um our whole vibe of the of the thing anyway it says a rediscovery a rediscovery of the wandering spirit of surf filmmaking the Fifth Symphony document takes us on a soulful journey around the world to capture the very essence of surfing and the people who love it
0: there
1: you
2: go nice i i don't know that i wrote that copy but i it, it works for me i like yeah. it still yeah yeah, yeah. It does a job yeah.
1: yeah i mean as Play- a guy who started a surf movie festival uh you know what Twelve or eight years ago. Eight
3: years ago, yeah.
1: Uh, by the way, how long has Kona been
3: running? Since ninety five, right?
2: Yeah. Well, no, nine, uh, no, not ninety five. We did fifteenth annual last year.
3: Fifteenth. Okay.
2: Because it, it started uh, a couple years after Fifth Simp came out. Yeah. Uh, oh. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about that in the intro too. Uh, about I do want to. I about.
2: do just want to uh, just to touch on what we were talking about. You, you know, we keep going back to the that sort of the innocence of, yeah. of, of this project. And then you were talking about how shelter. So, and that could actually lead us directly into King Island if you guys want. But I think, and I sort of discovered this along my way as, as a creative. And nowadays I, I guess I will, I do identify as a creative, as a, as a filmmaker, as a music maker or whatever. I do identify a lot more now then I did even then, even when I was filming, I was, and making fifth step, I was kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm just a surfer who happens to be making a, a, a surf film, but now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a surfer, but I'm also a creative too. Um, but at that time it was very innocent and, you know, and over the years I've developed, like, I want my, I want my work to in, I wanted to include people. I want people to feel like, Dude, that could be me and you. I, that's like, I you feel like you're in it. Yeah. Whereas, whereas I and this is no like this is not hating on anybody or anything or anything. But there's certain works like Shelter that made it that made me feel like the nerdy kid in high school. Like I watched Shelter and I was like, oh, I get, I'm not rad enough to be yeah. in the remake <laughs> of the Morning of the Earth. Like, yeah. you know. And and I think it's a cool movie, but I definitely am like, this shit is like kind of lame because i don't believe you guys i don't believe this is real and that's like a that's a purely um that's just a viewpoint of 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 some people want to have it some 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 of your audience love stylized really polished stuff and that's what they like and they would and they would look at my shit and say like that shit's lame matt Biolas. that shit's fucking lame he's talking about (laughs) like what's he talking about so it's you know everybody has their own perspective but i think i think there's a very clear difference between it's funny that they came out relatively close to each other of shelter and shelter Mm -hmm. and fifth synth are kind of like you're you're i'm not going to say you're in one camp or the other but in a way a little bit yeah you know you definitely lean one way or the other like yeah it's it's not like oh i like them both equally usually the majority of servers are like oh i like fifth synth way better or a uh, shelter was pretty sick and ours is too raw. It's too like it's too amateurish, you know, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So um that but that that like uh that headspace about trying to include the audience or make the audience feel like they could be doing this is is uh I've always since that time that's developed in my, you know, in I guess in my uh message as an artist. I want yeah. people, I want people to believe me, but I also want them to uh, feel like, like I'm just a, like another guy doing it so they can do it too. Right.
3: Yeah. they. I think like anytime you watch a film and you feel like you could be a participant in the film, yeah, for real, a participant, I think that's what really speaks to people. And yeah. I think that's why the film resonated with so many people. It had that same kind of because I think Taylor had that, you know, when he first came For out sure. with
2: Venom, it was 100%. that real
3: amateurish thing. But it was, you know, it was the a different version of the amateur where it was, yeah, hardcore
2: punk rock. And exactly. And that's why people love the Lost movies too. That's why they yeah. love Chicken Willie and what. Who doesn't have the crazy dude at yeah. their local break or whatever? You know, yeah, like, we, and you know everybody's partying, but. It was like, those movies are rad. What's really going on? What's really going wrong? Chris Ward getting all crazy. And what happened to Chris Ward? He's like one of my favorite surfers ever.
3: Yeah. I actually, I saw him, I was in California last year and I saw him at lowers, just absolutely destroying waves. Like surfing as as every bit as good as he ever did. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Anyway, there's my, there's my piece on the. Well,
1: leading into King Island, I'll just say that you're, I think the word you guys are both describing is intimacy. There's an intimacy with the, with what shows up on the screen Mm. that made me feel like I was on the beach with Shane, as he's saying later to guys behind him, uh, just getting out of the water of of charging hero, like Mm. slab waves on top of sharp lava that I could never do myself. And wow. I mean, I just felt like, and the intimacy was woven throughout the, uh, yeah, production yeah, yeah. Came away. and so that's what you ended with nicely at king island with the I mean, campfire and eddie veteran a guitar and uh yeah. good lord man i mean how did that <laughs> how did that play out
2: oh my god so so what was happening you know and again like nothing but because i don't i don't want to sound like i'm talking shit but i also want to tell like a true story um nothing but respect to chris malloy and that whole like uh woodshed sure. you know i guess they're woodshed later but they're, those movies are – they definitely inspired us a lot, a ton. All their work is so good. Um, but during that time, it was – and this is straight up just just coincidence. I ended up in Australia filming the same time they were filming Shelter. You know? Okay. So I'm in Australia filming Fifth Simph, um, and we're just traveling around, though. Where I And I was with Greg Browning, and we had – there's so many good stories, like drinking, like ten too many beers with Tom Curran. I literally was <laughs> like if this guy, if he's gonna keep drinking beers, I'm gonna keep drinking beers. And I'm, I'm terrible at drinking beers, but I will drink a lot of beers. Yeah. My point. that's a that's a different podcast. <laughs>
1: right, I would um, do if Tom were but, in the room.
2: Yeah. Oh, right. He, I no joke. Like I was like, you you want to like you guys you want another beer, Tom? <laughs> and he was like, Yeah, sure. And I was like, Shh. Just keep them coming. Yeah. He's like, I'm like sitting there with Tom Curran, just so psyched. Like, and it was so random too, because Joe didn't even know he was in the country. And we went into this random pub in like Narrabeen to get food. And there's his brother. And he's like, oh, and they're, <laughs> they're both like such characters. Like you see interviews with Tom Curran and he's literally, that's how he is. He's just kind of soft-spoken. I don't know if you guys ever met him over there or whatever, but. Yeah, he's like I, soft just kinda quiet, kinda trippy. And Joe's a little little like him. Not not so trippy, but quiet also. And they were both like, Oh, hey Joe. Hey Tom, what are you doing here?
3: I was like, Should we get some beers? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> so anyway, we're yeah, I, I was
3: Santa fortunate. Up. Um after growing up in Florida, I went to college in Santa Barbara. Oh, nice. Ended up living there for, uh, like five and a half years. And so, yeah, I got to see Joe and Tom both, uh, surf a lot. Um, and, uh, just see him around town and that that's a hundred percent it. And what's funny is that they, they'd run into each other on state street in Santa Barbara and have the exact same reaction. (laughs) What are you doing here? You know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Pretty
2: classic. So, um, so I'm in Australia at the same time. Uh, those guys are filming Shelter. And so they were based in uh, Byron, I think, up there doing their thing. Yep. And But we ended up going, I ended up going down to, uh, and I was with Greg Browning and his family at the time and Joe Kern. And we ended up going down to uh, down to Bells during the contest. Okay. And yeah. so Shane was on tour at, at that time. I'm pretty sure Kelly we so went down there just to hang around that area and surf and try to get some free surf footage with a couple of those guys, um, and and just I was just kind of along for the I was just like, sure, like if you, you're opening the door, I'm here. I got the camera. I'm stoked. Like, cool. And uh, and we ended up down there, and I and Kelly and this is how funny Kelly and Shane are. Kelly had seen an early cut of Shane's uh, one of Shane's sessions and edits. And so Kelly was like, fuck, I can't, I'm not going to let Shane like take it. Like, so he's like, Chad, so Chad, and I knew him already. He's like, so, so we should film. We should film for the, for the movie. And I'm like, oh uh, yeah, I, whatever. Like you let me know. <laughs> what, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to stand? Like I seriously was just like, yeah, dude. Cause Kelly's like, I don't know if you guys ever met Kelly, but I mean, for he's Kelly. Like everybody yeah. wants to, everybody wants a minute of his time, sure. you know, like, talk about another just rad interesting human and especially for him I give him a lot of respect he's been Kelly Slater since he's a kid he could have easily went off the rails at some point and I don't think he ever did like he's 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 just like still the fucking man you know (laughs) and then so at that time you know everybody wants a piece of his time and he's like let's go let's go film let's go get some clips for the movie and i'm like oh yeah okay shoots because shane was like already in the bag and yeah. greg 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 brownie was already like we had so much sick footage of him i was like dude we're good like uh let's i'm gonna try to hang out with kelly and greg was like yeah so anyway i think at the same time uh the shelter guys were like kelly we want, come up, come up and, you know, come up and hang out for, you know, just get just a couple days or whatever. And I get the feeling, this is just my observation. And like, I could be totally wrong, but I think that same, that sense of innocence that just like, I was just there, just some kid with a camera. Yeah. Kelly was like, it just was like so much less stress and less headache and less, um, production for him to be like, chatty, let's go film than to fly up and go and go and do the Hollywood thing up there, you know? So yeah. it was, again, it was a, this sense of timing. <clears throat> and, um, and that's just the, the feeling I get. Cause he was like, ah, I'm not gonna, I don't think I want to go up there, but let's go. Um, I think we might be on for this, uh, this little spot my friend has. And I'm like, okay, shoot. I literally had no idea. And Kelly's wow. again, Kelly's Kelly. So he could say, Hey, we're leaving in two hours and you don't leave because that's kelly that's how he works (laughs) well next thing i know i'm on this tiny little turp you know prop plane room for like four people and five surfboards and we're flying over to king island we just got the call i literally was just like i'm just gonna show up like so it was me joe and mark rayner who was doing uh quicksilver at the time and kelly on this plane and we get there and it's tiny plane we fly over there it's all sketchy because it's all windy because basically that place that you you want to have like a storm front come up because it pushes the waves up but it also makes the wind good blah 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 anyway i'm just like cool we're going we're actually in the plane going all right (laughs) sick so we get there and yeah it just turned into kind of like i don't know it's like it is iconic in a way it was you know that that whole little area um is such a character yeah. yeah, I don't know if you've ever met him. It sounds like you, you guys met him, or he came. Yeah, he,
3: yeah, he's been here to the festival before.
2: Yeah, he's a trippy dude. he's yeah. like yeah. he's like one of those guys who's too smart for his own good. <laughs> you yeah. know, he's mm.
1: he's a great guy. We have a lot of yeah, great he, stories from one weekend with the fella.
2: Yeah, he's epic. And so he was there, and um, we landed, and we just started looking for surf. And again, I was just, I was just feeling like kind of like same thing as 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 a surfer pole i was just like holy shit i'm i'm actually on king island with kelly which i mean kelly and i were already friends like i already knew him the i guess the i mean you never you never sort of cease to get awestruck by kelly when you see him do what he does but we were we were already friends like it was it was all good you know um but Derek Hine was so interesting and just the place is beautiful and and you know we just started kind of like getting clips together and there's again there's a lot of interesting cool waves on that uh on that island and um and then he goes kelly goes yeah so i think um my friend might be coming in tomorrow i'm like cool right on. <laughs> so we go to the airport and his friend yeah it's like he didn't say yeah, my friend he plays
3: he plays guitar you know yeah, He's,
2: yeah <laughs> my, my buddy work at running. a gas station yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, Gets off the plane And I'm like Is that Is that Eddie Vedder <laughs> oh <my laughs> God. And uh, Yeah and it's It's classic Cause I mean I was At that time Especially All through high school, eh, There was a time When I was a big Pearl Jam fan Like I really Really liked Pearl Jam um, I still think They're a great band But I just I probably Like move genres Or whatever But I was like I was starstruck sort of on that one. I was like, Eddie Vedder's here. <laughs> <Kelly> <laughs> Vedder, this is epic. It's <laughs> like, so, um, you know, and again, I was just tagging along and just so stoked and grateful to be, you know, and we're, we're sort of like coming up to the end of our filming period for, for this movie. And we're getting like, I'm getting some like amazing stuff. You know, I feel like I'm like, this is super good footage and super stoked. We're staying in this little house with Eddie Vedder, Kelly Slater. I'm just like, what? <laughs> Coolest thing ever. And then uh so that bonfire was Derek mm-hmm. Hine. Yeah, that's that's kind of and that was crazy. Like he had, I don't know, he had like a few acres on on the island and he had cleared it, but he had pushed all the brush and all the trees into one gigantic pile. Yeah. And basically he invited like the whole island. Cause there's I mean, there's only like, I don't know, like a thousand people that live there or something. Wow. It, yeah, I don't know the exact number, but there's not very many people that live there. So he just said the word like, "Hey, we're having a big party at the place, huge bonfire." And they the thing was like, it was like as big as like a two-story house, bigger probably. It was a like massive fire. <laughs> Good lord. Like, yeah. So they just lit that thing on fire and Red White was there. Yeah, Red came in. Red wasn't with us, so he came after also. He might even came with uh with um with Eddie. Can't remember, but red white he's a he's a super he's a character as well super good musician um from that down the bells down the um uh the bells coast and uh the victoria coast i'm not exactly sure what town he's from but he came over so there's like all this music going on Derek hines you know spewing philosophy at at every (laughs) moment and uh yeah, it was it was a it was just an awesome trip overall. And that night was, it was just rad because like, it's rare that you see Kelly. I think at on that trip felt he was like really, really, really comfortable. Right. Because yeah. the waves are good. He was with his friends. There wasn't like a whole ton of people bugging him. Like, and again, you got to give that guy credit. Like, he's the guy gets harassed at, at every moment. Right. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. So I think he was just stoked and he's getting to do all the things he loves the best. And so we have that big party. Everybody drinks too much. We're, we're kind of hungover in the morning. Um, But, and then we went to, but we went to go surf and it was all right. And that next day, but then that day I, this system came in. And so we were actually going to leave. Like that was going to be like the kickoff party. Like we had gotten some fun waves and we had the big party. It was just like a good trip already. And then, so this other system came in, like a weird system came in and basically we couldn't, we couldn't fly out. Like it was too weathery for that whole next day and then a whole nother day. So we were just like basically locked up in the house, like just eating, cruising, playing music, just chilling. And, uh, we woke up. So, you know, again, it's like that whole, I just feel very, I don't know, the universe had our backs on this project for sure. Right. Um, So we're locked up. And then, you know, third day comes around and it's clearing up and, uh, wire and Derek are like, let's just, let's go look at the waves. And Kelly's always keen to, to go surf. So we're like, yeah, let's go look. And so we went up to this, that beachy that everybody goes and surfs up there. And it was go- it was that last session that's in the movie. It's those right handers. Um, <laughs> that session where my batteries were almost failing and I was just no like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And there's a, you know, we made a fire on the beach you know i'm filming and it was so the waves were coming like sideways down the system had blown through but the windswell was going sideways down the beach but the wind was offshore so it was like creating this really it it's like doesn't happen like that is what the guy wire said it rarely happens like that ever and so we got it super different and you know everybody got a got a got a bunch of good waves and that kind of was like the the capper you know yeah and uh
1: what a great capper.
2: Yeah, just and again, I got it it was just a matter of I was just like getting I was getting pulled along, you know. I didn't orchestrate any of that stuff. Wow. I was just I and again and I do think had it had I been more of a production or had I had another cameraman there or anything other than my little backpack and my willingness <laughs> to go, like I think it wouldn't have happened. Right. I think the reason it did happen is because it was so simple and so unscripted and so unplanned and so, like, just, uh, just very innocent. You know, I was 20, yeah. 22 years old. Like, I, you know, at the time I'm like, I'm 22, I'm old. I'm now, I'm like, <laughs> damn, you're like a little kid.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Well, you use words like luck and I don't know, serendipitous <laughs> or like it was just meant to be. I mean, you have to put yourself in that position in the first place to get there. Yeah, and, you know, So there's a lot of that going into it.
2: I do. I do believe in that. I mean, that, you know, an interesting one, And this is, I think this applies to uh, anything you do in life really is you're right. There is a lot of luck, but you, you need to be, you need to meet the luck, right? Mm-hmm. Like sure. you need to be in that spot to meet the luck and pull, and you need to pull the trigger sometimes on things that you could easily be scared of. I remember, you know, certain things stick out about this fifth, especially the Fish symphony journey, because that kicked off, that opened the door for my whole filmmaking career and, you know, Surf Film Fest and everything. Like, yeah. but I was still working at Chart House, and this is before we went to Australia and all this stuff, still working at Chart House, but we had, I think we had just, just kind of agreed with Taylor that he was gonna do, he was, he was like, if you guys make something, you know, if you guys, you know, make it a little bit bigger than what you had in mind, I'll I will seriously talk to you about distributing it. So I went and I quit. I quit Try House. And I remember vividly, I went in there and I was like, hey, his name was Brock. Hey, Brock, I gotta talk to you. Um, I'm gonna put in my two weeks. Uh, you know, I I like the job, it's all good, but I'm you know, I've been I'm making the surf movie and it's kind of been kind of like getting bigger and i'm just pumped and i'm gonna really like take i'm gonna really charge it and try it and he was like i never forget he's like oh really wow yeah, that's cool man right on you're gonna make a surf movie cool he's like you do you so do you think maybe you you want to go down to like part time though just to you know just to keep it and i remember no. i remember specifically i was like this motherfucker doesn't believe me he, <laughs> yeah. doesn't, he doesn't believe in me and i was like all right, and I not I can't say that I was like fuck you. I wasn't. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, is he right? What am I doing? I was like, nah, I'm I'm quitting, and I quit. But I do. I got very again. I don't know if I'll use luck or whatever. Luck. I worked hard. Blah blah blah. All this stuff. There was many moments of fear where I was like, what am I doing? I'm making oh, a yeah. surf movie, and or I talk to people and they'd be like, you're making a surf movie? Wow. Uh, so like, we like. <laughs> With who, like with like Kono guys, and I, it, I could just tell like they didn't. They were like, "You're not a filmmaker. Like, what are you doing?" So when when it was finished and it got all that, it was so successful. It really, it really like validated. It really validated that uh, that mind state of sticking to your guns if you believe yeah. in something. It sounds so cliche and cheesy, but you know it's so true again i was fortunate enough that it worked if it didn't work maybe i'd have a different story going on right now right like if i made this sure. movie and people thought it sucked i could maybe that would be there's a different universe out there with that chat in it doing some <laughs> you know i don't
0: know well
1: it's an i would imagine it was an extremely rewarding experience journey um for more reasons than one had it not been a huge hit you still are walking away with an amazing accomplishment and so many people that come to our festival and your festival have done that have devoted their you know years of their life to this rewarding experience where they just you don't do it if you don't enjoy it and
0: yeah it just paid
1: off in many ways i mean it's a it's a meditative masterpiece in my opinion and i just love uh, kicking back and watching it every time and and you know john and i both sort of bonded over that sort of sensibility of of this is what a surf movie was meant to be when so when you. you set out yeah
2: yeah, man, it's cool. Like I'm I'm super stoked 'cause still I I you know, I don't know if I I think maybe cult classic is the correct term, yeah. I think, or what? Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I mean it was a it was a popular hit though.
2: Yeah, I guess it was. It did have its moment. um but it's cool still. Like this last Shane's Shane's Cakey contest. Um I had never met Joe Trapel, you know. Um sure. Who's now kind of a I'm I, I guess I'll say a household name in surfing a sure. little bit
3: in surfing for sure yeah
2: people yeah in surfing but he was like I was like hey Joe nice to meet you I'm Chad whatever I was and he's like and and he was literally like ah uh, are you Chad Campbell and I was like yeah <laughs> he's like you you made you made Fifth Symphony and I was like yeah he's like bro I love that movie and I, I do I do get that like pretty See often you. you know yeah so.
1: So thanks a lot. All right guys. Yeah, we'll catch up with you later and uh, we'll have you on for a couple of tabby stories. Yeah,
2: maybe. yeah, if you want, I'd be I'd be I'd be happy to.
0: Hey, Russian man.
3: Thanks for joining us today on Surf Stories. I hope you enjoyed some of Chad's great stories that he told. Um, you can find his wonderful surf film, Fifth Symphony document, on iTunes. I highly recommend checking it out. It's one of my favorite films. And uh, the soundtrack can be found on Bandcamp.com. And stay tuned for our next episode uh, with 2001 world champ CJ Hopgood. Thanks for joining. Or you may be in One.